It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Yo, yo, yo. What up, dogs? What up, guys and gals? What up, homies and, and hyenas? Huh? What's up, little devils and little angels? Pimps, players, <laughs> Indian chiefs. Hoes in this area code and hoes in other area codes. Chingones. Chingones. Um, Hombres. <laughs> maricones. <laughs> you know. Cabrones. <laughs> Cabrones, dude. Now we're getting carried away. This is hats off, gloves off, folks. You know the deal. All previously mentioned groups accepted here. And other ones we didn't mention. We, we can nope, do that whole nope. episode. You're out. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Unless if you're not a pinche cabron. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're gone, dude. Got no respect in the streets. Get with the times. They're coming. But you got to, yeah, you got to befriend the pinche cabrones. My name is Mitchell Phillip. That's at Robot Spencer, also known as Spencer Calendar. That's my name and my handle. <laughs> and I plan on not wearing it out, folks. I'm not known by calendar anymore. I am just Robot Spencer. Um, and this is hats off, gloves off, pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing, finger blast in the contemporary kangaroo court of the common era. You do a good, you get a good. You do a bad, you get a bad. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, good sound effect, bad sound effect. Yeah, dude. It's like me when I'm doing my bodybuilding competitions. I'm cut, dude, but I'm dry. I'm not on the juice. See those uh, veins popping. You know what I'm saying? I thought you meant dry because you hadn't lubed up your skin yet. No, I'm al- I'm also sober. I'm I I run a, I run my house as a dry county. Yeah, competition yeah, sure. time. Yeah, you cut all that out. Sober October is also bodybuilding October in the <laughs> in the Mitchell household. Yeah, it's also slowly becoming a no shave November about a month early because I'm just a little lazy. <laughs> People are like you're you're not doing the mustache thing anymore, and I was like, oh yeah, I just yeah. This is a. It's for cancer. I used, cancer. I used to have a big beard, and people are like, "Hey, how long have you been working on that thing?" And I'm like, "I just this is just literally laziness manifested. <laughs> I don't trim my cheeks. This doesn't look good." Yeah, I'm you aware. you went strong with mustache for a while because I remember you uh, previewed the mustache, and then got rid of it, and then made a triumphant comeback for many months. No, I just didn't. Uh, the first time I had, to, um, I didn't let it because the move is you grow up the beard and then you shave everything but the mustache. I, I was I was premature on shaving off everything but the mustache, and I've got a I've got Norwegian yeah you spooked blood. everyone because it was a much better mustache the second time yeah it was um, yeah and the thing where everybody's like hey you're so manly because you grew a mustache in like two days like no I just had a beard yesterday and now I don't you just don't pay attention to my face you just don't care about me and then I click my heels and I stamp out of the room like a secretary <laughs> I also got a haircut but you didn't notice <laughs> not like you bothered to notice. <laughs> Everywhere at an open mic, and there's just like nine dudes trying to get me out of the bathroom. <laughs> no, Mitch, we like your mustache. Just come out. <laughs> it's a great mustache. And we like the beard. We noticed. We just forgot. <laughs> I come out of the bathroom, and my mascara is all running. <laughs> your mustache has chunks taken out of it. <laughs> just tearing it out. Oh, fuck. Do you remember, do you remember Bedazzled, the Brennan Fraser movie? Uh, nope. I remember the cover. It's like a real, it's a remake of like a movie from the 60s, but Isn't it's a real. the devil in it? Yeah, Elizabeth Hurley's the devil. Yeah, I remember the cover. Yeah, yeah she's, um, she's hot. Um, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. No, duh. Yeah, yeah, I know she's hot. <laughs> British bombshell. Elizabeth Hurley's in it. She plays Satan, also known as Lucifer, the Lightbringer. But it's a whole, it's just a monkey paw situation. So he, like, he has to be like rich and famous. Or, like, rich and powerful, so she makes him, like, a, a drug dealer who's, like, getting raided on that day. Monkey's paw. But he realizes at one point that his uh, his wife is banging her, like, uh, English teacher. So he just grabs one side of his mustache and just rips it off. So he just has half a mustache for the rest of that scene. But uh, right, funny cool. movie. Watch Bedazzled if you folks haven't, haven't gotten around in the, the, the comedy hits of 1999 yet. I highly recommend it. But here, we're to do, here to do hats off and gloves off. I've got a fun one for us. Uh, not <laughs> Fun for us, not fun for... Uh, not fun for the store, who the story's about? The store owner or the store worker. A shoplifter in uh, El Sobrante, which I believe is like out in Riverside, somewhere like Rancho Cucamonga, kind of. El Sobrante sounds... Uh... El Sobrante. All right. A lot of chingones out there. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? big time. We got, that's why we have so many fans out there. 
So uh, this guy's just working his normal shift. Um, not expecting to get set on fire. No. <laughs> and, you know, things like getting set on fire, it always happens when you least expect it. Well, I mean, yeah, if you work, you know, if you work as a, you know, f- a forest firefighter, and you're, you, you might expect to There's get a- caught on fire, but working at a liquor store behind the counter, you expect to get robbed, maybe a gun sure. pointed at you. Well, it's funny you say that, because it started out with a robbery, some light shoplifting. Oh, he got... So Dang. this... <laughs> so surveillance Bullets video captured fire? the moment a man poured lighter fluid on the worker and set him on fire. The attack left Siraj, who declined to share his last name for security reasons, blah, blah, blah. I would too. Good call, <clears throat> Siraj. He says, it's terrible. I'm still in trauma right now. And this happened on September 22nd. It says, me, my whole family, it's traumatizing. And when we clean the Oh, wound, I thought he's not still in the trauma unit, or is he traumatized? He's traumatized. Okay, I thought he was still in the hospital. I think, I think he might still be in the hospital. Oh, okay. Um, but the trauma will last... I mean, getting, I don't know about you, but getting, like, I've been in a couple bad car accidents in my life, so even, like, on close calls, my adrenaline's pumping for, like, another two miles, you know what I mean? So I imagine this guy's going to be pulling his lawn chair away from a few bonfires in the future. Um, yeah, definitely, he's going to stay away from uh, Aquanet hairspray. <laughs> he's going to be more of a gel guy. Yeah, he's not going to have a jerry curl. Those things are prone to light up. Um, he said uh, his coworker alerted him to a repeat shoplifter who came into the store three times, each time, to steal lighter fluid. <laughs> oh, so he was just prepping for the big show. Red and flag. talk about adding insult to injury. He doesn't even just go, like, steal it from Walmart. He steals it from the place that he's about to rob. That's what's so incredible, because... And he robs the guy who's going to get set on fire. If you're going in and you're, like, trying to steal bags of chips or, like, whatever, like, homeless sustenance is in, like, convenience stores... And then you get caught, and then you get pissed off, and now you're like, I'm going to go get him back, and you're like, twisted, homeless mind or whatever. And then you s- go, you set him on fire. But he-, he was stealing lighter fluid from the outset. So it's like, you can't get mad at the guy. <laughs> right? Like, no, well, this that... is in- insanely premeditated. Or did he realize on the third time that he stole lighter fluid, he was like, wait, I think I'm holding the solution to my problems right here. Yeah, I can, I can, uh... I've got lighter fluid. That guy's not on fire. Yeah, he is, might have been stealing lighter fluid for a totally different reason. I, I, the homeless, I imagine lighter fluid's high up on their list of yeah. survivables, things they oh, want, want in their pack. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, they got to have butane. So uh, he saw the guy come in for a third time. He went to just go stop him. He's like, no, not again. Not for the fourth time. No more fluid for so, you. So he ran around the counter and tried to stop the guy while his coworker grabbed a baseball bat. He just splashed the lighter fluid on my face, and I was so scared in that moment. I tried to cover his hand, but I don't know. I don't remember. He just lit the fire on me, and I rushed to the bathroom and splashed water on my face. And there's video of this incident. Um, I'll, I'll put it up on social or something. But uh, fantastic Hogo Pod story. It is a gloves off to Siraj. Suck on that, Siraj. You oh, what? He's already a burn victim, and you're, go- you're coming after him? Here's the way I see it. If uh, if I work at, like, a sword store, or, like, a, like a, uh, uh, say, no, let's say this. Say I work well, at no, a convenience let's store. let sword store. <laughs> say I work at a convenience store that sells swords. Classic mid-America. Some do. Some do. Behind the counter Those only. brass knuckles that have, like, a knife on them and stuff. Yeah, behind the counter stuff. But if a guy comes in and just keeps stealing swords, even though I have many different products to offer, next time he comes in, I'm not going to confront him knowing that he has swords. Or confront him with the sword. Or, yes, I guess as the sword dealer, you have the upper hand. I guess... You get a better sword. Be like, oh, he stole that sword? Well, check out this sword. You don't have the the Shinzo 5000. Yeah, I've got a Hattori Hanzo (laughs) 2.0 in here. (laughs) I'll have you know, I watched Uma Thurman yeah. in slow-mo. I fast-forwarded through the fight scenes, but those foot picks, yeah, yeah. I think I picked up a thing or two about sword battle. But you know what I'm saying. If if this guy steals lighter fluid three times, I'm going to be a little apprehensive on approaching him, especially if he's still holding the lighter fluid. And and he's coming yeah. into my store with, like, with confidence. you got to come at him with lighter fluid. You know what, Spencer? Sometimes the cliches are true. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to fight fire with fire. Exactly. Eye for an eye, fire with fire. <laughs> We're doing double cliche. Now you just have to track down where this fucking homeless guy's staying and light him on fire. 
No problem. He'll probably light himself on fire. How long do you think we're there? This fucking rule of law is just devolving, and I think cashless bail kicks in yesterday. Yeah, it did. So uh, how long do you think we got <laughs> before we're just in this, like, well, you stole something. We cut off your hand that you stole it with. <laughs> well, someone said something interesting. There was, it was a comic on stage, and they were like, uh, like yeah, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down if you think we're going in the right, di- in the right direction, you know, as a... As a you know, as a whole, and everyone put their thumbs down, and then he said, what about, you know, in the city, and the state, thumbs down, thumbs down, everyone, universal, and then they were like, what about your own life, where are you going, and everyone was like, putting their thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's weird, that, that doesn't compute. That's not tracking, there should yeah. be a trend I could discover with this information, but this data is useless. Yeah, so hands are going to have to get cut off for us to live our cool lives. I think so, and I'm for it, you know what I mean, because I... I I don't light anybody on fire, so I'm down with... If you light somebody on fire, we should light you on fire. That's a pretty fair punishment, right? Yeah, fire with fire, eye for an eye. Yeah, that's exactly. We covered it. The double... double. It, it it doesn't make any more sense. And it gets sketchy where it's like, um, if you rape somebody, they get to rape you. You know what I mean? It's just like, then you... Oh, maybe that's good. Maybe it will get on the ground floor of this business of hiring out guys that you can hire to rape people. Like, oh, that guy raped me, and then you come to me. And I'm sitting behind the desk, my feet up on the desk. I got sweet cowboy boots on. And I loan you out one of my boys to go rape your rapist. Eye for an eye. <laughs> brown eye for a brown eye. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it still works. It's still in the Bible. Well, this guy in Australia, someone broke into his home to rob him. With a, He had a knife. They're not as into guns. And... Uh, the guy raped him. Oh yeah, I remember that. He he did nine. He got sentenced to nine years. He just got sentenced a few weeks oh, ago. Oh what a f- nine years for raping the face. guy who broke in. Good it, one, that Australia. Is, that is a great story of where I'm like, ah, I'm kind of okay with it, but why would he take it? That no, no, why? What? <laughs> how is that your impulse? Your impulse should maybe you know throw fucking kicks and there's a couple kicks in the ribs. <laughs> well, might as well ripe him. Yeah, you know, sucker punch him once or twice, but yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to rob houses this again. This guy was wild. Uh, would you rob houses again if you broke into a house? Maybe. And you Maybe got you would just think it could, could never get worse than that. And then the next house you rob, you just get shot immediately. That's glass half full. Uh, but that's it. Shout out to Shiraj, unfortunately. Even though you hate you're, him, and it's a gloves off. It is a gloves off, but that's because you, you, you know better than that, buddy. Yeah. You don't run towards a guy. Like, come on. You should have rewound the security footage, looked at what he was stealing, figured you, it you out. You knew what he was stealing. Lighter fluid three times in a row. At least approach him in like a beekeeper uniform or something. <laughs> yeah, some flame a flame retardant jacket. <laughs> yeah, cover yourself in fucking uh, big bite hot dogs off the rollers. <laughs> And fucking monster taquitos. Those things are goddamn chemical resistant. <laughs> so become Tonga from AMPM. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, it's like one of those fucking fake... Tonga's bo- made entirely out of AMPM food for anyone who's not familiar. Sure. He's their mascot. The uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, No, it's like a, like a suicide vest when it's just monster taquitos. <laughs> and those gross like two inch round fucking hot dogs. With donut goggles. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. What do you got? I've got a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. Hats off to all the all the dads out there, fathers, papas. Uh-huh. It's not Father's Day, but I thought I'd give you a shout out anyway. No, Dad. What about you? Because you. I uh, I just got the clothes. Basically, I just had to watch my nephew for what was supposed to be. Three days, but then ended up being like eight days. Jesus Christ! Did your sister go on a bender? Yeah, crazy dude. I don't know. She's still in TJ. We gave the we gave the kid away. We were, <laughs> she's not coming. It's been eight days, everybody. I think that's the law. She's gone. He's got an apartment now. Squatters' rights. Now she was around, but he just didn't have school these few days. She had to work, so I flew out to watch him, and then. She wanted, uh, I guess just to save, uh, it was cheaper for him to fly out with me and us to hang out with him, like all the family out here, for a few days while she worked, than to put him in childcare. So we went and hung out with the family. So I had to, like, fly with him and do all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's rad getting all the responses. Like, I took him to this uh, gun museum. Nice. 
And it was um, where at? It was in Ogden, Utah. Shout out Ogden uh, Train Museum with Gun Museum Wing. Shout out to Ogden Street. Ogden's just a uh, yeah, cool street. <laughs> cool street. We're on it. No big deal. I was in Ogden. That's where our friend, uh, when COVID hit, our friend who he, he thought the world was going to end, and he moved to Ogden. He, he didn't think the world was going to end. I, I mean, I guess, but technically he was convinced the world was going to end. Yeah, he just went with what his friends were doing. <laughs> and they were convinced of that. So anyway, it's a it's a cool train museum, but there was this gun wing, and the guy who went there, you know, obviously volunteer, was super amped to explain the guns. And he was he was really off to me because he was giving a three-year-old, trying to give him in-depth explanations of these guns like he would to me, yeah. but not looking at me, just like squatting down, staring, like looking at him in the eyes. Like, what are you doing? You don't have like a fun kid way to explain. You want him to learn about these guns. And he, he just, it was a super nice guy, but a weird vibe. Wasn't getting cues, I don't think. And then when I was leaving, he just shook my hand and said, you're doing a great job, I can tell. You know. Telling your three-year-old about guns. Yeah, it was like one. You just like me because I took him into the gun wing. Also, I imagine you know, you're just amped that I just. I'm sure anyone who comes into the gun wing gets you know gets a you're doing well, a good he's job. He's an autistic level guy. Yeah. Clearly, he was working, in the Marines. Marine working in the gun wing of a train museum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy loves that you're tall. White, blonde. He sees like he, you're checking off all the boxes. You're giving him hope for America. I know <laughs> a nice white America. And I, I, I told. Well, I did say right off the bat, I'm like, he's not, he's not my kid. So that shattered him a little bit. But the truth was, uh, I don't know if, uh, if I am the dad. If I am doing a good job, the only reason he even he was even in the gun museum was he got kicked out of his preschool. <laughs> so if he was like everyone was doing a great job, sure. he would still be in school, I think. So he was kicked out of school, so I came out, which is why I didn't have school. It was like a lame kind of outdoor hippie school where it's like, you know, a couple violent incidents. Oh, and so they, they were think treading he's on like him. the son of Sam. Yeah. Yeah, he threw a rock at a kid. Treading. All right, and then this one bummed me out more, but then he took someone's, like, stuffed animal and threw it in the toilet. <laughs> You're now he's giving me hope for America. Yeah, he's bringing uh, an old school bullying back. Yeah, at, at three. Hell yeah, dude. So uh, yeah, it's kind of evil that he knows what's precious. You know, that's the, where it's like, yeah. I, this is precious to you. Okay. Oh, I know you like this. I hope you also like it when it's got shit water all over <laughs> it. And just being, uh, just thinking that like you can have, like, serious influence over the kid in, like, a day or two. Like, on day three, we were eating cheeseburgers, and he dropped his, like, sauce on the ground. He's like, uh-oh, and he asked for a napkin, and I was sitting there all proud, like, oh, man, he's wiping up his own mess. This is, you know. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. 18 sh short years later, he's going to be mopping up America. <laughs> With his with his newfound gun knowledge. Yeah. And then I looked down, he had just smeared it, and then he grabs a napkin and starts licking it. <laughs> I was like, ah, damn it. Yeah, my nephew is, he'll be four in a few months, and I'll... Yeah, he turns four in like a week. I'll be so proud of him, and then I'll just like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, look at this little guy. And then he just, he'll look at me right in the face and just pick his nose and stick it in his mouth. I'm like, okay, he's not that smart. Yeah, he pulled this move, well... He outsmarted me because he la the last time I was with him, he was kind of sketchy on uh, going to the bathroom. Now he's pretty solid, but I'm new to it, right? So I'm like constantly like, you got to go because my goal is not to clean. He's His shits are as big as mine at this point. You know, That's awesome. He's a pretty beastly, bi he's a big ass kid. Nice. And uh, so I'm just trying to avoid any shit in the train station or anything. Sure. And then we're just at the house, and he disappears, and I'm looking for him, and he's in the bathroom taking a dump, and it's the first time I've, like, witnessed him dropping a deuce in a toilet in my life. And I, so I'm just, like, standing there, like, I, you know, I know wiping's coming soon, and he's like, I need privacy, uncle. And then I shut the door, and I'm like, oh, man, this kid's maturing before my eyes. I can't even believe it. He's asking for privacy. Of course I'm going to give him privacy. I'd want privacy. when I, I like privacy when I go to the bathroom. Then I heard a weird noise, and he had, like, taken a dump, taken the toilet paper roll, shoved it in the toilet, <laughs> and now the wet, poopy toilet paper roll is a car that he oh. was just racing around the bathroom. <coughs> and so I wasn't proud anymore. Oh, my God, dude. So fatherhood's tough, man. Yeah, it's not... That sounds a, a, a fucking horrendous. It'd be funny. He's... He, 
he's even more grown up. He's just, can, excuse me, can I get my privacy? And then he just like runs the shower while he can masturbate. <laughs> like he's like an old married guy. You just hear a uh, porn sounds around that. She's like, oh shit, I was hooked up to the Bluetooth. <laughs> oh shit. Uncle, can you turn off my Bluetooth? <laughs> turn off my Bluetooth. <laughs> And then we went to fly, uh, fly home in the Utah airport, which Utah is like stacked with kids. You would think their airport would be more kid friendly. It's like literally over a mile from security to where my gate is. Okay. I'm just walking and we were cutting it close and we were late, like to the point where I'm holding like a 60, 50, 60 pound kid in my hands with all our luggage, like running through the freeway. Like, that is a Or running kid. through the airport like an absolute psychopath. Uh, I think he's 50 even. 50 at three? Almost four. He'll be four in like a week. That's a fucking hefty child. Yeah, he's thick. Yeah, I think my nephew's That's why I was like, scared of his dumps. I, my nephew might be 11 pounds. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I have comparable like <laughs> nephews in my family. You know, other kids where I'm like, you, wait, you're this big. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's big as hell. So um, That's ba- nice to see, though. Basically, I screwed up initially. Like, I didn't think the kid was coming with me. I already had a round-trip flight. So I canceled my flight and, like, hurriedly booked a new flight. I get to the airport... And I realized uh, I booked a flight for a week from the, that day. Oh, no. So that was on me. So I'm talking to the lady at JetBlue, and she says, oh, this flight is sold out. We can't, we can't switch you. So I get my ride. I'm leaving. I'm looking for a new flight. And I get a flight exactly on that same flight she said was sold out. So bitch. I'm back at the airport. I'm with the kid. She gives me this ominous, you got to hurry, and it's a long... She said, like, it's a trek or something like that. Was she on, like, a track that, like, as she said it, she, like, slid back? Yeah, dude, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what it felt like because I get in the line, and it's going smooth, and then all of a sudden one lady's, like, scanner ID thing doesn't work. It's, like, six minutes, and I'm dying. They get her out of the line. It's my turn next. They bring her back, and then it turned out she was just on her husband's ticket the whole time. So I get through... I'm, like, jamming. I get to the point where this kid is screaming in the terminal. I'm doing, like, I'm grabbing his arm, like, we got to run, buddy. We got to go. We are. You want to see this? You want to see Grandpa and all these people? We got to jam, dude. We got to go. And, he's and like, that's when you discovered the guy at the museum snuck some guns in yeah, your back. Yeah, and they stopped me. <laughs> so we're in the big house. He's ratting me out, little punk. So then uh, he just keeps going like, I want to go slow now. I want to go slow now. <laughs> I'm like, we can't go slow. I'm drenched. I've got a need for speed, kid. I, I, yeah, I don't check any bag, so everything is on my back. Yeah. And uh, three-year-olds have a lot of shit. People are staring at me like I'm a psycho abusive You're person still holding trying that, to get them through. That soaked roll of toilet paper with yeah. shit all over it. <laughs> Then I get down. I don't know. It's his favorite toy. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> it's a potty training tool. <laughs> then I get to the bottom of the escalator, and there's this like, she looks like she's like 14 to me, and she's driving one of those carts that, you know, drives like old people back and forth sure. to their gates. And I'm dying. You can see I'm like beat red. I have this kid, he's half crying. And I was like, can you uh, please take us to the down this thing? And she's like, oh, I'm really not supposed to. And I was like almost in that begging point. I'm like, how much further is it? I have four minutes until the door closes. She goes, you can make it. And I don't have time to argue or like schmooze or... So I just like pick up the kid. I, Does she I, wink at you? I start, no, I, want to, I wanted to kill her. She then slid away too on the same conveyor belt that uh, that lady, that the original lady did. And then I get to the gate, the door... And I see the lady turn around from the desk. I'm yelling with the kid in my arms. <laughs> and I'm like, please, no. And she just closes the door. And I look at my, the gate, the gate closed at like 740. And I took out my phone and I looked and it went from 740 to 741. <sighs> and I was you like, were late. Dude, missed the whole thing. But then I had to trek that whole over a mile back. Oh. Be funny. The lady won't give you a ride, and then you're running, and then she passes you on the cart. Oh, I w- that would have been the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need Heelys, man. I've been saying it for years. You're all big on soaps, but I'm telling you, you need the wheels. <laughs> Dude, I would have killed for some Heelys, or one of those suitcases that, uh, like, remote control. You can, you know, you see people ride. Or here's what I thought of maybe a, ten years ago. I think of it uh, fairly seldom. But an airport that's designed with like a slight grade going toward the gates. So you're going up a slight grade, but you're landing. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But going toward the gates, just that extra momentum. Give you a little more pep in your step. 
if you got a rolly suitcase, you're not it's not as much force to drag it. You or know, or you mean? bring a skateboard. A slow cruise. Tell me about it. You get one of those those backpacks that you can st- strap your skateboard into, and now you're just turtle shelling all the way. You're just fucking Mario Kart all the way to goddamn Dude, gate 4E. This is a major gloves off that i never seen before that's mixed in with all my airport talk. I saw in the airport a ladies' room, a men's room, a family, they call it the family restroom, yeah. just the single person. The pedophile restroom. It. Oh, I never called it that. I just called it the family. Anyway, I guess. I don't know. And uh, now they have a dog bathroom. What the fuck? Like, they actually had a sign, and it kind of designated, like, it was a dog bathroom. Was it just a door to outside? I wish. <laughs> or it's just, like, the dogs just fall. Oh, man. That's that's, that's brutal. Also, airports need to start having, like, uh, smoking sections. Like, once you're in, you're just locked in. Once you go through security, you're fucking stuck. There's no balconies. There's no, like, terraces. They always had smoking sections, and they got rid of them. Like, Even what's the point? E- let us go in the humiliating uh, little fish tank. Yeah, or they have, like, the hockey which penalty has, box. Which has the cool wall lighters in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I always like that, the wall lighters. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't smoke anymore, but still, in spirit... Not airline, they should still have. Yeah, they'll let you smoke on spirit. Yeah, you can definitely smoke on spirit. Well, it's like, okay, I get to bring my dog in, but I can't light up a ciggy. You I, can my smell, dog can't light up a ciggy? You cig? can smell shit. <laughs> uh, you, you can watch a dog go to the bathroom in front of you. Yeah. If they're going to, if this service dog is going to be a thing, I think they should have to have, you only get to choose from X amount of breeds. Like, you want, you need to have yeah. a useful breed of animal. You can't just have a, a you know, your dumb chihuahua. This guy wouldn't, wasn't let in the Phillies game. He had a service alligator, too, the other yeah, day. Yeah, I saw that. But, uh, but apparently he was invited. He even was like, I didn't just show up like this. Yeah. Like, I'm tight with some players on the team. Like, this is, I'm this, the alligator guy. This is a certified alligator. I'm so. the alligator guy. Not just some asshole trying to bring an a- an alligator into a fucking urban city sports game. But uh, man, what else? Oh, dude, we went. To, I took this kid to the plate this park, and we got there, and all the park equipment was just gone. What? <laughs> like all the poles were still there, and there was like one set of swings. Like they were redoing it, or like it was stolen. I, I just, I, I think it was just gone. It was really oh. weird. And another la- lady walked up. With her kids, and she was like, oh, I was here, like, last week. You think it was one of those things where, like, a kid died, and they had to, like, take the thing apart? That's what I was thinking. It looked like an older park, or yeah. older jungle gym or whatever. Sure. Those are the raddest. Thinking of the ones, thinking of the, some of the ones from my childhood, I can't imagine what the ones in, like, the 80s and the 70s were like. When I was in, like, kindergarten, maybe the year before kindergarten and kindergarten, we lived in Palmdale, across the street from a park, and I remember this his guy shout out Afro man. His, his Palm Dale. His brother died at that park at the Jungle Gym, and he just became like a ghost of that park. He was probably like I don't know. Was I was a drink a, there. I was like, f- what's what's kindergarten? Five, four, five years old. Yeah, but I remember like he was like older than my sister. But you know how you like your your perception of adults is skewed. Like I thought like a high school senior was like no different than like a forty year old man with a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember my sister was always weirded out, and this guy was just always just hanging out at the park, trying to hang out with people and talk to people about how his brother died there. Well, that sucks because uh, when you're at the park, you don't want to think about dead people. You're just living no. it up, going yeah. on the you know the swings and the slide, the twirly twirls, whatever they got. <laughs> just helping kids off the fucking tube slide. Safety first. Safe, just bumming everyone out. Yeah, my my brother got impaled on this fence. Be careful. Well, it's kind of a no-no to hang out at parks. Uh, I think this guy just, found a loophole. Is it growing? Yeah, my yeah. You just become a ghost, essentially, a living ghost. <laughs> this guy was poltergeisting, just bothering people. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess just basically being a being a dad is uh, tiring. Yeah, it's stupid. That's what I've, I've realized recently. It's just exhausting. I felt like I needed, like, two... After that week, there was, like, two core days where I just felt like I just all, like, wanted to do was sleep. So I've got... Like, perma-exhaustion. I've got... My nephew is four, but I just had another nephew born from my brother. And then my sister is having uh, her second kid, who's a girl. And then my other sister's having a boy around the same time. 
So now I'm just like, I'm inundated and I'm watching my siblings all go through it. And I'm like, I can have um, like a much cooler life and have more of an impact on all these kids if I'm just the cool uncle. And like I'm if, not stressed out. If I like, can just save my money and like, no, no, send them to live with me when they're like 10 for the summer. Or what, you know what I mean? If I can just be that guy, that's ideal. Because then like, you, then you because you have uncles with their own kids, they're no longer the cool uncle. Now you're seeing them all stressed out. They're not trying to work the grill. They just want to fucking take a load off. But I'm ready. Like, the kids uh, all roll into a barbecue. I'm throwing them in the slide, and I'm fucking whipping them around the backyard on I'm a fucking sled. I'm making the mom scared with the, my <laughs> reckless tossing. <laughs> Yeah, I just okay. Why'd you pay for vaulted ceilings, okay Heather, if I can't throw them as high as yeah. I can? I popped it back in, too. <laughs> Was dislocated? Not anymore, Heather. You're, you're, you're real glass half f- emptying this whole dislocated arm thing. That's what's the th- thing about, uh, yeah, the key to being the uncle is when I'm with them, I have planned to be with them. So it's like I'm focused on them. I'm not mess. I'm not, you know, like I'm not oh, distracted. Yeah. I'm not worried about other stuff. Uh, it's like my brother, he tricks my nephew. He's like, who's your favorite uncle? And he goes, Mickey. And everybody's like, okay, that's a put on. But when she's my sister's video calling somebody, he just hears the noise. And he's like, you call him Mitch? Because we hang out seldomly, but when I do, it's always line. a blast. He, kid loves trains. We took him to Descanso Gardens. He was so stuck. He was Great like, train, he kept man. pointing out the tracks. He's like, look, tracks, train tracks. And I was like, yeah, buddy, guess what? Guess what's around the corner? The thing that rides on those train tracks, motherfucker. Yeah, that one's cool because they're like proper mini train tracks. It's mm-hmm. not just like, this is a mini train, but really it's a golf cart that we put plexiglass. You know, not plexiglass. <laughs> We've just. Uh, no, it's fantastic. Plastic it pieces around it. It doesn't go too far, but you like go on a little bridge over water, and then you go through like this little like ivy tunnel, and then it, you're done in like three minutes. And he just uh, did the equivalent of a busting a toddler load. Where he's just like his mind's blown. He's like, this day couldn't get any better. We showed him the dinosaur forest, the ancient forest. And I was like, these are the kind of trees that are around when dinosaurs are around. He's like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, get out of here, cool uncle. You're crazy. <laughs> you're so cool. How'd you get so cool? Yeah, insane, dude. Yeah. When they're that young, though, what's the bummer is like I took uh, I took him to go goat karting and bumper boating one yeah. day, which is a insane experience. Just getting to be, I mean, he was bummed he didn't get to drive it, but being a passenger, how fast we were going uh, on the second race, there was like a field trip of like uh, I don't know, like junior high or high school kids. So I was like cutting corners, like you know, like ramming into them because they were the they were ramming too. So I was like driving wild of with course. this kid. And they set the tone. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I let they were junior hires, so they were going wild. So I'm like, well, I want to win. I want to show. I don't want to start pitting them out. I want to win this race. So yeah, I was trying to spin people out and just slamming into people and <laughs> taking sharp ass corners. And... Getting close to like a a 13 year old girl, and you're just like <laughs> leaning over your cart and slugging her. <laughs> I'm just throwing salt at and like right in her face. Banana peels <laughs> in front of their carts. <laughs> I'm reckless. I got to show my nephew where I'm a winner. Yeah. And so he loved it. That he went nuts that day. But then the very next day, he was just like, can we go back? <laughs> yeah, and oh, then yeah. a super bum when I told him no. Yeah. Like, Come on. Uh, I got you the unlimited wristband. Yeah, we went at Desconso. We made a lap, and then you, you go around, like, up into the park, and then you come back down, like, another trail. And then he sees the train tracks again. He goes, there's a second train. And I go, no, no, no. Those are the tracks you were on earlier, buddy. He goes, no, 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 no. No, there's another train around here. Let's just look for it. So we spent, like, 30 minutes looking for a train that we know doesn't exist. Oh, there's no train, Sonny. No train, sucker. Let me go into... This is a good one. Hats off to you, sir. Oh, please, you're too kind. Oh, please, come on. Oh, it's too much. So, uh, Highland Park, which is a neighborhood in the greater Chicago area, uh, an affluent area, as I've gathered, um, they're under fire. You'll never guess what for. <laughs> Um, at a uh, social event recently uh, taking place at a country club, they set up a poverty simulator. <laughs> Ooh, this can't go. This can't go well. So, uh, it could. It was partnering with the Alliance for Human Services, Family Focus, blah, blah, blah. A poverty simulation event to increase residents' understanding and awareness of what it's like to live in poverty. Empathy. Empathy, empathy. The event, this that's why it's a hats off. These people are coming under fire. But I'm like, isn't their heart in the right place? They're so detached from what it's like living in poverty. They're at least they're trying. And people are going like, 
this isn't even like a fundraiser or a food drive or anything. You guys are just like cosplaying as poor people. And this is, we're struggling right now. This is just our daily shit. Find out they all used to do Civil War reenactments. <laughs> but if you look at, like, if you ask me, this is like not a bad way to do it. Like, if, if, if you're like a rich person, you want to bring your kids to be like, hey, this is how other people live. So you know how lucky you are. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Or you can always remind them of it. Like, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? I was like, may remember that poverty thing? Some kids don't have shit, you fucking idiot. Some kids don't get to ride any train, so you're going to stop your fucking whining. So participants are put into situations in which they do not have enough resources and are forced to make difficult decisions that can negatively impact them and their families. The event, dis the event description states, the outcome is increased awareness of the need for resources to support those living in poverty to create a more resilient health, human, and education sector in our local area. Is that not the goal? Well, is this a hats off or a gloves This off? is a hats off. I'm, they're getting attacked right now, and I think they're at least off on the right foot. People, Rich people are taking their kids to see what poor people live like. At least they're doing that instead of what, what rich people do now is they just move to Brooklyn or Silver Lake and act like their dads aren't rich and just yell at white, other white people about issues that brown people have almost <laughs> no awareness of. So I also thought it was funny. It was better than that. <laughs> I mean, the coffee's good, but it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but put in situations where they don't have enough resources and are forced to make difficult decisions. I was thinking about like what the situations possibly are, and then I started laughing, thinking about like what like real like poor people situations are. <laughs> you just like get an eight year old and then you like trap him in a room, you put a wife beater on him, and then like start having like a pregnant lady yell at him while she's like smoking a cigarette, and fucking everybody thinks just going to hell, and you're like. SpongeBob is just playing in the background <laughs> super loud while it's all happening. <laughs> and some like health social services worker comes up and he's like, All right, now listen, you got like 80 bucks and you know you've been spending about 60 bucks a week on groceries, but she's going to need an abortion. So <laughs> just coming with like real hard choices. Oh, fuck. Well, do they? So, yeah, they have actors. I would imagine they didn't. How long do they do this for? You sign up for the weekend or what? They said they've been doing it for years all around Chicago suburbs, and this is the first time that it's caught the attention of naysayers. Well, it sounds like it's working for them. <laughs> I wonder how long how long does the simulation last for? Like, I walk in to experience extreme poverty. How long am I in there? A week. It's, Do I live there? It's an afternoon at best. What if it's a trick and then they're like, hey, you're poor now. Forever. It's like an escape room. We've erased your identity. <laughs> if we think about it, the whole world's an escape room. You just got you just need a good job. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's just it's just a Fox News dad just yelling at people in there. You gotta get your fucking life together. This is bullshit. You're sucking off the tit. Get yourself a job. I know the city's hiring right now. Security guards. The city's hiring social workers to show people out what it's like to be poor. <laughs> you know what the 401k is like for pretending, setting up booths <laughs> on being poor? Yeah, they're like... Um, it doesn't pay a crazy amount, but it's good. Have you, like, you ever been to a place where they have reenactors of like anything? No. Um, a bucket list is to go to that religious Halloween... Actually, it's Halloween time now. The one where it's like... What happens if you're gay? It's one. Of, it's like a, it's a haunted house, but it's like what happens if you're gay and it's someone in the hospital dying of AIDS, and then it's like the next room is what happens if you get an abortion, and it's like the abortion was botched and she's bleeding out and dying and screaming. Of course, well, it's that, like a, that is what happens. I really want to go to one. I got to find one. Uh, I bet they're going to be few and far between out here. We're, I know they're all in the Midwest, even in the, the South. even the Catholic churches out here have like rainbow flags out front. I know, it's crazy. And that's how you know we don't have any like, Italians out we here. We accept everybody. <laughs> that's how you know there's no Italians on the West Coast, is they're allowed to put pride flags outside Catholic churches. Yeah, and what's funny is all the Italians <laughs> I know live in Huntington Beach, where they don't really have a lot of pride flags. Oh, oh yeah, but they do have lifted trucks with giant American flags sticking with out the back. With balls on them, which is gay. <laughs> Donuts? Yeah. That is kind of gay. But all of the... There's not a single gay bar in Huntington Beach. <laughs> Good for them. The uh, all the critics are tone deaf in their own. Like one lady saying, "Wow, the privilege is so beyond words." What a slap into the face of all of those who are struggling, especially in today's economy. Economy. I have to echo the tone deafness of this. Held at a country club of all places, 
You're literally holding an event to make rich people feel good about themselves and further stigmatize the experience of people in poverty. Uh, something would... Well, the point is not to make you feel good about yourself because you're not helping anybody. Well, like, that's if just... that's like, you could say that if a rich person went to a soup kitchen and was like, look at me, I'm feeding the poor, la-di-da. But you're not helping anyone by going, I mean, I guess ideally in the long term you're helping them by developing empathy towards the poor yes. and then, uh, you know, being kind to them or I don't know, hel- I don't know, helping them or whatever, but yeah, just give them some tips on how to make it better. Well, that's the thing is like, I, I talked to so many people all the time where they're like, like I was having a conversation at work <clears throat> and she's like, gun violence. <laughs> She's like, gun laws disproportionately affect people of color. Don't you think that's fucked up? And I'm like, you're the one who said, like, a thing that would lead to racism, right? Like, you're saying brown people do more gun crime. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that stat is not, it's not the argument that you think it is. But then... And I heard that some of those guns aren't registered either. Oh, no. But... Th- but then also, like, a, a, a black market, it's not like you're being gatekept from gun fees. Like, it's like, to, to actually get the, like, the certifications to carry a gun is not expensive. But, like, an AR-15 could be, like, 1200 bucks to two grand for, like, a nice mid-level one, right? Yeah. But if you buy that on the street, it could be, like, six, eight, ten grand. So they actually have more money. You know what I mean? Just a lot of these arguments don't work. But, um... Like, in this food drive, like, they want it to be a food drive. They want it to be something special. It doesn't make any sense. To Who wants it to be a food drive? The critics? The, the critics. They're like, you could have at least done something. It's like, no, that's what they are oh, doing. Oh, that's what like, they're saying. You could have spent all this money on food? Yeah. Where on it's, Chef Boyardee? To go back to my previous point, they're like, oh, well, you know, like, um, like the legal system's fucked up because disproportionately affects poor people because they break the law. It's like, no, fuck you. Like, I grew up poor. Most people, like, even poor people know right and wrong. They don't steal. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like just because you're poor, you have to steal. I know plenty of poor people that didn't steal. And it's not racial. It's not nothing. It's it's literally just, did you have good parents or not that taught you whether it's right or wrong to fucking steal or murder or whatever the fucking crime may be? I was taught murder's wrong. It's, I stand by that. It's pretty simple. Murder is wrong. But to be like... I don't know. You guys aren't doing anything. It's like, no, they're they're trying to like what's the what's the other end? Is you do do a food drive and it's just a food drive. Your kids don't get to witness what it's like to like walk in other people's shoes if even for an hour or so. We're trying something new here, folks. Uh, well, then your maybe, kids get to feel uh, all highfalutin. Then maybe get... you could uh, bring some cans over, and once we're once we're done. Uh, you give me canned beans. <laughs> well, you don't like corn? <laughs> Come on. Bring your own cans. We'll do a food drive. Isn't that worse? Doesn't that further the divide if, like, you just take your kids to, like, give canned food to poor people? Like, now you have this savior complex, this, like, white man's burden bullshit. Or, like, well, they need us to take care of them. You know what I mean? It's like, no, just, like, make them aware of how other people's, some people's lives are, and hopefully they'll be empathetic toward it. Like, sure, bring a fucking can of peas. I don't give a fuck, but that's not the point of the whole thing. Well, I was thinking maybe they, my criticism, now I'm getting critical of these people now that I think about it. Uh, I don't like, they're almost like, you know, black facing or Asian facing or what, you know. Yeah. Facing it because they should get actual poor people to play the poor people. <laughs> they shouldn't get these actor role players who do it on the weekend. Well, that's what I was saying. What's funny is like you go to like some, a, some real deals, uh, poor ass people. You go to a poor people simulator, and it's it's all just like a bunch of clearly like theater kids who've like make up themselves dirty. Like I smoke crack, brother, and it ain't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's like one guy just looks like. Uh, Captain Sparrow from Pirates because it's close enough. Yeah, they're all like uh, homeless people from like John Hughes movies where they got like a loose beanie on and like a like a trench coat with holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's it. What do you got? Oh man, I got a crazy gloves off. Uh oh, absolutely crazy heavy gloves off. All right, calm down. So this happened a while ago, but they kept his name under wraps. But now he's officially been charged. Oh, I guess it's been happening for a long time. But this very well-known crocodile specialist (laughs) has pleaded guilty to dozens of charges of bestiality involving the torture and rape 
and killing of animals. Jesus Christ. Did he at least love Satan? He must have loved Satan. He had to have loved <laughs> Satan, right? Well, I mean, yeah, that he probably spilled the, a little bit of blood for Satan, which, uh, you know, but then he just went too far. He kept going. It got good to him. He was arrested in 2022 in Australia. I guess the only hats off is he just pled guilty. It's always insane when they're like, all right, we got video. We got video of you committing the crime of you stabbing the dog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, holding your your ID while doing it. And they're still be like, no, it wasn't me. You got to believe it. So he just pled guilty. That's cool. And, uh, geez, 60 charges. There's Holy a number shit. of videos of him depicting animal cruelty were found by police. Uh, then I had the thought. Where I was just like uh, reading the article about how gnarly this was, and then I was thinking, well, at least they're crocodiles, right? Uh, sure, yeah. No. What does he have? They're, they're dogs. He didn't. Even, oh. He didn't do anything to crocodiles. I think uh, all yeah, his it's... research on crocodiles is just good to go. You know, he didn't do any creepy stuff. He did all this to dogs. Jesus Christ. And um, which kind of like pick on someone your own size? What are you too like scary? Murder, rape. What else was there? Murder, rape, torture. Okay, torture. That's. I think rape falls under torture. <laughs> yeah, well, rape and torture. Unless you know, uh, double. <laughs> like, doesn't rape fall under torture? And then he's just like in a jumpsuit. He goes, "Ah, some of those dogs liked it." <laughs> well, I. You should have seen what they were wearing. And so then I was like, "All right, so he dresses up the dogs in slutty little outfits." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he did. He had an entire storage unit where he filmed what he did. Jesus. He would share some of it on, like, Telegram links or... Telegram? He's not even on the dark web? Seems like a dark web guy. Uh, and I don't think he's on just, the dark web. Just, he's just on Twitter raping dogs? S- sending it to like-minded people on uh, on Telegram. But I was, So first I'm like, well, all right, at least that's a reptile. And not a you know not other animals, and it turned out to be a dog. So that was a bummer. And then I was thinking, well, at least he's doing it to animals and not kids. And they have no proof they did anything to kids, but they did find uh, child porn on his computer too, yeah. as well as a bunch of animal porn. So in uh, any child animal porn, I don't I don't know. They didn't say anything about it's a hard being crossover mixed together. He seems but, like uh, I'm not that I'm I'd like for that to happen, but I'm saying if there is a gap in the market, if I feel like this guy is filling that gap. Yeah, yeah. In, in <laughs> pedophilic bestiality. I don't know if there is. But let me let me ask you this, Mitch. Uh, would bestiality be a deal breaker for you? Like, not this torture and killing, but let's say uh, you met this girl, you really liked her, you dated her for a few months, and you found out every, uh, you know, every once in a while, every court holiday, she likes to blow, an anim- <laughs> blow a dog or something. That's literally uh, an old joke of mine. It, all Let's- that? Literally, uh, I used to be like uh, the you're court t- holiday part. No, you're talking to like a guy at a party, right? And then he's like, "I got to go to the bathroom real quick." And your friend's like, "Hey, that d- guy you were talking to." I was like, "Oh yeah, cool guy." He's like, "Oh, he fucked a dog one time." I'd be like, "Shit, thanks for the heads up. Let's get the fuck out of here." But if this exact same situation, like I'm hitting it off with a chick at a party, and then a my friend comes up and goes, "Hey, that girl you were just talking to, <laughs> she, she sucked a dog's dick at Trevor's house like six weeks ago." I'm going to go, sounds like a freak. Thanks for the heads up. And I just stand right where I am. All right, so you already have a bit about how you're down. Because that was just a question I wrote down while, after <laughs> reading the article. Like, would that be a deal breaker for you? Probably now that joke's like seven years old. But at the time, I'd be like, that wasn't necessarily a deal breaker. I was living in the back of a comedy club. So deal breaker Doing some now. naughty boy stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it just doesn't seem like animal. Th- I mean, this guy actually tortured animals, but it's like, it seems like like if anything, the dog would just get closer to its owner. If every once in a while well, it's it also, got its dick sucked yeah, it's, by by the lady <laughs> who feeds it, it's nuanced. If I heard like if I'm like uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm trying to picture the scene. We're at like a uh, like a motocross event. We're all staying in like RVs or something. And like hey, that you see that chick over there? She sucked the dog's dick one time. I'm just gonna go like, well, she clearly just like likes Jägermeister or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just a drunken dare. Yeah, exactly. She's not something like, crazy to it. Yeah. <clears throat> But then I have seen those stories, too, pop up on Reddit over the years of just like, is it wrong to let my wife get plowed by our golden retriever? She loves it. She's absolutely <laughs> obsessed. I can't even take her past the dog park anymore. I remember one, and the guy's like, 
the people are like, yes, that's absolutely wrong. And, and then like Hulk, his replies are just like, yeah, but I don't think you understand that like a lot of dogs, their dick is mostly inside their body. <laughs> it's just like, he was just trying to justify like the lipstick argument where he's just like, no, they're actually pretty well hung. It's like, dude, it, that has nothing to do with, it's wrong to have sex with animals. <laughs> Cut it out. He'd be like, no, you don't get it. Like he loves it. She's fine with it. We're all clean. It's like, you can't be clean. Dogs don't qualify as clean. Yeah, I feel like the only time that I would be down with bestiality is if probably I've probably passed it, but if I was like backpacking through Europe or road tripping through Mexico as a teenager and I like go to some weird room in a club and I like am just like drinking booze and watching some weird sex show and you know. Yeah. You're in it for the experience. No one's out of here making it alive, you know. But yeah. Dog dicks look too weird. They're crazy. Yeah, I want it to look like my dick. But that guy, he did have a good point. Because a lot I'm of people watching something to get off, I want it to look like my. A lot of people do have no idea how long dog dicks actually are. I remember realizing you're making a good it point. A it wasn't a good argument, but it, it is a valid point. When when you see like when the dog's lipstick is poking out, there's literally like eighty percent still tucked up in his body. I've seen a wiener dog with a his whole body is maybe twenty two inches, dick eighteen, crazy. Yeah, some of the proportion. Yeah, I remember there's a uh, R.I.P. Teddy. There's a Yorkie I once knew. Who, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty pretty stacked. Nice. Like he was, he was tiny, but it was like hanging like a centimeter from the from the cement. Shouts to the Yorkie. <laughs> yeah, shout out to. If this to, guy was really brave, he would have gotten to those weird vaginas, like on ducks and stuff, where they like or like cats gone, gone through the maze. Cats, like fucking, like it'll grab your dick and not let go. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, cats' pussies have spikes in them, like Ooh, barbs. No, so yeah, stay away from cat puss, for <laughs> sure. Well, now you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, this guy, the to- yeah, the torturing stuff makes it way gnarly. Let's see what else he did. He pleaded guilty to all charges in the Supreme Court today, acts that can only be described as grotesque cruelty, which are both confronting and distressing. Which, in my assessment, have the potential to cause nervous shock or some other adverse psychological reaction to a person exposed to those details. So they won't even let us know all the details because it's going to give us, me, the reader, everyone else, the listener, psychological reactions. Well, yeah, you got to put those dogs down because they're fucked for life now. Oh, he put the dogs no down himself. I mean, there was when they found him. There was no like. There was still wasn't a party pig chained up somewhere. I don't know. Ready maybe. to get mounted. Yeah. He <laughs> even excused the security officers and sheriffs from the courtroom while the facts were put on the record. So they were just like, "This stuff is so gnarly. Only me. Only I can listen to it. Only me." The judge is just getting off to it. I'll be saddled with this. It's all my. It's all my info. <laughs> no, you guys. It's uh, smoking weed from Dewey Cox. Like you don't want none of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna take all these dog porn in my chambers. But uh, Crown Prosecutor detailed numerous instances of torture and sexual exploitation of animals between 20 and 2022. But this is this makes it extra brutal. This kind of like you know the the why John Wick works because you're fucking with dogs. Yeah. Don't fuck with dogs. <sighs> this guy, the way he got the dogs, was people who just got random jobs like oh i gotta leave the country i'm you know we so he was like fostering dogs that way and then they would follow up like hey how's my boy doing actually he was raped to death how's my boy doing (laughs) he was raped to death click dial tone uh no he had he just took a bunch of footage before he did anything to him and then would just be like oh look here he is i took him Took him to the Sydney Opera House. How's my dog doing? Check it's, it out. It's a picture of a dog dressed like a slut down on Figueroa. <laughs> <laughs> Just hollering at cars that drive by. You looking for a good time, sweetheart? You want to hang out? I guess they have him documented till 2014. Or 2014 is when they started, when they can prove he started doing stuff with dogs. God damn. And that it was a deliberate and planned. He killed intentionally 39 animals. Do we have a picture of this guy? Nope. God damn. That is his name. You got one? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? I don't know mine. Oh, yeah, that's him. 
Wow. 100%. That's him. That's like, that's totally him. That would be him in a movie. William H. Macy <laughs> was playing. Well, I don't know. Gee, uh, I guess I got to rape all the dogs now. He used the website Gumtree to get dogs. Oh, yeah. It's just like an Australian Craigslist. Took photos of the dogs. He told, they told the court uh, he owned a shipping container on his pro- – oh, I said storage unit. Shipping container on his property with filming equipment, and he used his space to torture, sexually exploit, and kill dogs. They seized 44 items, including computers, phones, cameras, hard drives, tools, weapons, dog paraphernalia, and sex toys. What kind of weapons? I don't know, maybe like putting a gun to his head, like a Richie in Sopranos. So I'm saying dogs can't, they don't really flinch when you point a gun at them. They don't really know. They don't get the the danger? Yeah. Well, once you shoot it a couple times. Yeah, I'm sure. I guess that's a good point. I mean, some dogs are scared of the vacuum. <laughs> yeah, Telegram is how he, he used it for the purpose of engaging conversation with like-minded people and used it to up, upload uh, images and recordings of his crimes. Crocodile man. Oh, yeah. The court heard referred to the animals as... He referred to the animals as fuck toys. Raped puppies and operated nightmarish torture room on his property in McKinn's Lagoon, half an hour outside Darwin. There he is. Oh, Darwin nice... is the wildlands. Pup lights. Ugh, oh, pup so how lights. do you get caught? No, I'm saying, like, if he's up in Darwin, that's like... um, Imagine if Florida only had, like, 800 people. You know what I mean? Oh, I think he got caught because on Telegram, he... Oh, this is how he got... Fucking idiot. He was bragging about his kill count on Telegram. Yeah, that's going to do it. And described his torture room. I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. All right. Am I under arrest? Y'all are going to jail. There he is. You're going to jail. Nice drop, bro. I forgot I had that last part. I thought it was over. <laughs> I had repressed it in the last few years. I let it out again, and now I can't stop. I don't want to. He's stopping now. He's just in there listening to Ozzy. I don't know where I'm going. All I know is I don't want to stop. All my life, I've been fucking some dogs. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going to, I don't know. Yeah. What's Australian prison like? I don't know if I've seen any of those it's, locked up shows. It's kind of chill. They have they have prisons like ours, but they also have like rehab programs. So like, my uncle. Oh, uh, so he's going to dog rehab. My uncle did a few years in a regular jail, and like good behavior, they let you go work like on a horse farm or like with a, like a fire department shit like that. So it's a lot of that cool stuff. But uh, I don't think what this do they guy, do with the pedophiles? Do they let them? Well, he can't be around horses, that's for sure. Yeah, they can't put him near horses. Nah. They're just big dogs, from what I've heard. Yep. Um, Yeah, I don't know, because you're like, you know what they do to pedophiles in prison? But then then people, I guess, I mean, I feel like you're going to hit the same soft spot with, like, criminals, like their hate for pedophiles and their hate for, like, raping and torturing puppies. They're going to be like, you're splitting hairs here. We're still going to beat the shit out of this guy in the shower. Yeah, he did it all. Yeah, he's like the Dos Equis guy, raping pit bulls. Raping all the dogs. <laughs> God damn. So that one's a bummer. I'm glad he's locked up. Yeah, uh, thanks God we ended on that one. Yeah, well. Really helped me on my drive home. Think about it, man. <laughs> think hard. <laughs> I'm staying the hell away from Darwin. Uh, some crocodile expert treating the crocs like kings and queens? Yeah. Torturing dogs? What a role reversal. He's probably like, no one loves and respects you. Everyone loves the dog. Those They don't bring... They're not as good as you, crocodiles. He never fed any dogs to crocodiles? Any record of that? I feel like that's prime... Like, Had to. Like in... Uh, After he tortured them, maybe. In Deadwood, you always give all the dead bodies to the Chinese guy, the for Celestials. The yeah, because the pigs will eat them. I feel like crocodiles works in the same way for in terms of like evidence disposal. It's like... Great. There goes all the DNA. All that whole puppy and all my cum is now in the belly of that gator, or that croc. That croc. I know these crooks full of cam. I don't know we're heaping. It's all full of cam now. I don't know. It's all full of cam. <laughs> I know these. 
you know, so we crooked open this this crock, and uh, unfortunately, it was full of puppies and cum. <laughs> Puppy pots and cum. Uh, well, I think I found the name for my first album, Puppies and Cum. I like it. And something to make my grandma proud. We got uh, that's it. I'm done. You good? Well, we're good to go, baby. All right. You know the deal, folks. Hats off, gloves off. At Hogopod on Instagram. I'm at Mitchell Phillip. That's at Robot Spencer. Follow the production team at Beam Jeremy. But any comments, corrections, suggestions, good old-fashioned hate mail goes to at Hogopod or at Mitchell Phillip, I suppose. Dick pics go to at Robot Spencer. I love Come you at guy. me. Thank you.